This is Coach Jim Guevara. You're listening to Follow Your Spirit. All right, let's do this. Follow Your Spirit. Welcome, Spirit Fam. I am Timothy Lawson, along with my co-host, Jordan Small. Jordan, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's been a while. Uh, things have happened. And I don't want to get too much into the... Uh, I mean, w- w- there was there was plenty of game pl- games played since the last time we talked. We need to talk about all of it. Uh, but maybe briefly, because you were there, I didn't get a chance to see it. Just your thoughts on the North Carolina game. What looked good? You know, Give us the good, bad, and the ugly from North Carolina. Yeah, I think um, obviously the good would probably be the, the back line in the first half. Um, I think that the addition of Coleman in for church was one that should have been made a while ago. And it basically took an injury to church to kind of force Gabar's hand at that, but it worked out. And then um, the bad is, you know, Estelle Johnson having to come out. Doesn't sound like it's um, a serious thing. Sounds like she just was basically going to, like, die on the field. But, like, now she's good because it was just hot. And then the ugly would definitely have to be um, that own goal because it was just, like, poor calm and got it right off her face and there was nothing mm. she could do. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think we I think earlier in the season didn't uh, Estelle have cramping issues on a hot day as well, so I yeah. guess this, we shouldn't be too concerned in the sense that it's something she's experienced before. Yeah, I think it, I think Kelly was saying that it might have been like one of the Orlando games. So yeah, yeah, nothing too surprising, but something to keep an eye on for sure. Sure, sure. Uh, all right, so I guess um, the other uh, the big news from recent is uh, that uh, Chrissy Mewis was traded to the Chicago Red Stars when. We didn't know the details. I messaged you asking, what do you think we should get? You said a pick, and that's what we got. Um, If I remember right, it's a first-round pick in 2018, which, um, let me tell you, uh, Christy Mewis is good, um, and I think she warrants a first round. I don't know what – I don't know if it's too early to know what the draft pool may look like, but uh, I imagine that in that – transaction alone it looked like we got a a a one-for-one deal um and then tack on the on Jim Gabera's backdoor pickup of of profit and it looks like it almost looks like Gabera hustled them on this one yeah and I was talking to some people earlier today and it, it was almost as if they made the trade we saw the trade happen on Saturday well announced on Saturday it finally came through on Monday um, but between then, it we had some injuries to defenders. You know, Estelle goes out. Uh, Church w- didn't even play. Zadorsky looked like she had some issues going on with her legs. And then Coleman obviously getting hit in the face. So when a defensive midfielder slash center back becomes available for you, it was almost like um, just a bonus. And yeah. I almost like was that something that they didn't uh didn't necessarily try to get until after the trade went through yeah it makes it um one thing one thing i saw um 
on Friday is I saw some people um, that were um, skeptical, not skeptical, but like they were confused as why the trade was announced with no details. Um, you know, when a player is traded, and I assume this goes for uh, in soccer is, is, like it does other sports, once a trade is confirmed, the, the team who's acquiring a player does not want that player playing. Right, like they don't want right. you know it, it's they, that's play, that player's ours, and so that's why she was left completely off the list. And you know, eyebrows are going to be raised when you know when Christy Mewis is left off of the travel roster, right? right. So um, instead of having a big question mark of what's going on, it just makes it easiest to just announce the trade, even if the details can't be released yet, because as soon as the trade's confirmed teams don't want the acquired player playing anymore for the other team so um something look i need to go to bat for jim gabara here because when when the question was what do the spirit need i saw at least at least two people on twitter respond with a new coach you are out of your mind if you think that jim gabara is not doing an effective job at coaching the washington spirit it looks difficult, right? Or it looks difficult to uh, to praise him considering their record. But if you look at, going back to the uh, the amount of change that went on in the offseason, the injuries that he's had to take in, the, the, the surge of youth that have to just gain experience, right? No matter how good they are, they need experience, and all that needs to meld together. But go back all the way to the Ali Krieger trade, and Jim Gabera has gotten ahead on all these transactions. Now, some of them sort of happen to work in our favor. I'll, you know, luck, but luck favors the prepared. He put him in a put himself in a position to be lucky. He got it. And I mean, look at the roster. Every time the roster comes out, it's a star-studded roster that seems to be hitting the field. Um, I think it's more just on chemistry and fine-tuning and not on some large overhaul of management or star players or what have you. Do, do you agree? Am I off the mark on this? I mean, I think that there's been some decisions that have definitely been questionable, but it's in the end, I think he's doing the best with what he has. Um, you know, sometimes I, I question the lineups he puts out, the formations he uses, but... You know, at the end of the day, like you said, he, he is getting the best out of their trades. I mean, you, you look at the both the trades to Seattle. Havana and Ship have both worked out better than, I think, uh, what you had originally. Uh, again, the the trade for Megan Oyster, or sending Megan Oyster to Boston. You get now a first-round draft pick. Uh, Cassie Coleman and Mallard Pugh, essentially. So mm-hmm. I, I think that in the end, pretty much everything he's done has paid off. And, you know, nobody wants to keep his his name in good graces because they are in 10th place. But, you know, I don't think that it's necessarily all his fault. I think performance at the end of the day has a lot to do with the players on the field because, you know not scoring goals he's putting great goal scorers out there um they all have the ability to score goals they're just not doing it and so i think that at the end of the day he's not doing as bad a job as people uh make it out to be 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, my recording software shows that I'm kind of peeking on a few things, so I want to apologize to the audience if it sounds like I'm screaming at you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, um, another thing I want to bring out about Coach Cabrera, going back to the home game, the last home game, who who did we play? My life is uh, Boston. Boston. Um, Jordan, you were there. Um, you know, there were a couple – there was three aerial duels in which um, a Boston player was colliding with um, with Washington players and never once uh, booked um, on aggressive play. And on the third occasion, Jim Gabriel lost his mind. And, uh, I mean, I wanted to clap. I wanted to applaud. I mean, we were in the media uh, booth, so unfortunately it was, uh, I, I couldn't uh, do such cheering. But, um, you know, I like it when – you know, and we talked. We talked to him after the game, and I tried to get him to speak on it. And it for the fourth or fifth time, and this and this shows you how passionate he is about this. This has to be the fourth or fifth time I've seen him lose his mind. Uh, I keep on saying lose his mind, like he was out of control. He was just he was he was loud and he was barking um, at the officiating about protecting the players, about uh, about using officiating as a way to control. Uh, aggression and each time he does it I try to get him to talk about it and he not he doesn't backpedal but he like apologizes for it right which is professional of him um, but you know think about how like what there's there was 10 home games last season I haven't been to even all the home games this season you know and it's this is the fourth or fifth time that it's happened and so I have to applaud him for being that passionate in the game to, to want to protect his players especially I mean this year of any he's like he's probably freaking out about uh about players health but um look Jim Cabrera cares about this team he cares about the the well-being of his players and uh, at the end of the day, he's even willing to uh, to swallow his pride um, and not uh, and not use a pl- any platform to to um, to you know uh, amplify that at all. Uh, I wish he would, though. I wish one of these days we in our in the post game, I'd be like, "So, Jim, tell me about the fish." And I would I don't even want to be done saying my sentence. I just want him to just kick off right there uh, about how he feels. Offici- consistency in officiating, um, unfortunately, from what I've seen from Milano League, has been uh, an issue this season. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's sports. Uh, the more people with an opinion, the more it's going to seem like there's inconsistency. But it does seem like uh, this year, uh, it, it seems like even the rational viewers are sort of raising an eyebrow at, uh, at how game-to-game uh, officiating is so different. Um Profit. What do we know about Profit? I only know her really by name. I'm not sure if you if you're familiar with her gameplay. Yeah, from what I've seen and what I've heard from people over the past few hours, uh, good defensive midfielder, good on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, like I said, can play as a center back if needed. Uh, went to Marquette. Was very good in the Big East for them. Uh, first round draft pick, I think, for Chicago. So definitely, uh, definitely up there. I think she was the uh, top ten pick, maybe. I don't know exactly, but uh, yeah, she's she's good for them, or was good for them. Just struggled to get minutes. Um, kind of sounds like she was sitting behind Julie Johnston a lot, or Julie Ertz, uh, kind of just fighting for that spot. So bringing her in. Makes me think, you know, um, they're going to probably play her on the, the back line if they can because 
right now the most consistent thing for them is their defensive midfielders. Uh, Jordy Howard and Houston have been great together, and they've really established a, a core pairing. So uh, I, I can only see her maybe getting in on the back line, but I'm excited to see what she can bring for sure. Yeah, uh, Morgan Profit, uh, second pick of the second round uh, second for pick. Chicago. Oh, okay. um, but, I mean, again, Kirsty, uh, uh, keep on saying Kirsty because there's a Kirsty in my life that I get. Kirsty Mewis um, um, seems like a one for one with the with the uh, first round pick. I don't um, I don't know if I've seen anything that um, any current 2018 draft like orders or what people. Um, but um, look, a top ten pick's a top ten pick, uh, and definitely always potential for for talent out there. Um, hopefully. At our end of year recap, um, I'm hoping to get Jennifer uh, on here yeah. to talk. She's a little bit more. I feel like she's a better Small beat college. on college. Yeah, yes. so um, <laughs> hopefully she can talk to us about um, you know what's available out there. You know, uh, if Washington uh, look, you know, Jim Gabert is playing the long the long term game, right? I think this is something that we forget about as sports fans. We always want the championship year to be next year, um, but with uh you know he's got to think about how he can best perform each year over the long term and if performing uh performing well you know next year and a year after means making moves in the off season and, and throughout the year this year then then so be it uh you know fans just have to um you know tolerate a, uh, a difficult season um I want to talk to you about uh recently Deadspin came out with an article sort of bashing SB Nation um, on on using its uh, unpaid and underpaid writers uh, for profit and for and for for business, um, I piped in a little bit from the Spirit coverage account, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up. Uh, but first, I, I I don't know. Did you read the article, or did you uh, at least follow some of the discussion? Yeah, I've I've definitely heard about it, and I've read a little bit of it. Yeah, what I mean, what are your thoughts on? I know our friends over at Black and Red United they use SB Nation as a, as a platform. Um, it's you know one of opportunity, but do you think Deadspin had a point in, in what they were saying? I mean, I know so many people that write for SB Nation, not only uh, as a soccer avenue, but also some football um, writers as well. And look, at the end of the day, good journalism right now is hard to come by and to to pay writers is so difficult and to get started in this field it's almost as if you have to find your way in and if writing uh, for free is how it has to happen that's how it has to happen and I wouldn't say that it's taking advantage of uh, the writers because i Personally, as someone that doesn't get paid to, to write, I don't feel taken advantage of. I actually enjoy it. I feel as if it gives me an opportunity to voice my opinions and, and do what I love without having to worry about uh, having a job to do already. And I think it's a good way to get started. I think it's a fun way to just do something you're passionate about if it is something you do on the side. Uh, and at the end of the day, you aren't going to find uh, many places out there that will pay 
people to cover sports especially. And if we were to get rid of that, I feel we would lose a whole lot of coverage. And I think that you actually are starting to see places that pay their staff losing out on people because it's just not worth it in the end. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, um, you know, this is one of the reasons why Follow Your Spirit exists is because uh, some people just want to do this for fun, right? Some people just want to have the opportunity to do such things. Um, SB Nation provides a platform for people to be able to do that. I decided when I wanted to do sports journalism that I wanted to create my own, right? That I wanted to uh, find my own uh, corner of the sports world, and, and, and you know, I came into, into women's soccer, um, and, uh, you know... I don't expect. It's not like I, you know, I see some people saying like, "Oh, you know, women, you know, the the writers or the the reporters of the NWSL are, are un, you know, many of are unpaid." I don't really look at it as whether or not I'm, whether or not I'm getting paid. Like it's it's something that I uh, I'm offering the women's soccer world, right? I was like, you know, I I had this platform. I'm offering it to. Uh, um, to cover it, and the only thing I really expect in return is the, you know, the, the, you know, to be treated as media, right? To be treated as the, the service that I'm offering, which the NWSL and the Washington Spirit are uh, have always been um, accommodating for. Uh, Jordan, you came along early last year and uh, took a big load off my shoulders offering the right game recaps. Um, and, you know, that was the spirit, uh, no, I guess pun intended, if you will, uh, that was the spirit of the website. Uh, the whole idea of follow your spirit was to just sort of do what you wanted to do. I wanted to do sports journalism, created the site, I've been happy to be able to uh, provide you a platform, get Kelly Piper involved with the photography. It's been great. Um, for SB Nation, you know, I essentially, look, they have a bigger platform. They have... They have a brand that's respected, right? And they have a brand that people recognize. And I think that's that's what you're offering people that are coming into journalists, uh, journalism as an amateur or as a beginner or even as a uh, a part time professional. And look, if you're if you're not getting paid and don't like it, stop writing for SB Nation, right? Like they don't they've offered you a platform and they've given it to you now that you're giving them back they don't owe you something right if that's been if that was the deal from the front that's that's the deal from the front um if they were offering you something and you weren't getting it then that's a bit that's a different story but they're not and so um you know and look SB Nation is not the only company in the world that takes free contributions from people and uh, uh, and makes money off of it. Not to say that it, that the model is uh, right or wrong, but uh, they're definitely not um, you know an outlier in that sense. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I been think that's about as much as I have to say about it. Man, and I had one more thing on my mind before we got into that rant too. Um, Oh, yeah, dogs. National Dog Day. Stephanie LeBay, the Washington Spirit. We need, there are tweets. I don't know which tweet to retweet, but if All you see them. yeah, if you see a tweet from the Washington Spirit account or Stephanie LeBay's account about walking dogs on the walkout on – it's this Saturday's game, right, yep. uh, against yep. Chicago. Just retweet it. If you see it, just retweet it. Um, I think the total they're looking exactly. I think the total they're looking for is three thousand. I imagine no one's even keeping track at this point. I'm sure it's just a done deal. But let's all be safe. 
retweet the crap out of it so that way Stephanie LeBay and I think the, I don't think it's just Rio I think I think some of them I think some of the players are gonna be able to walk there I don't know but it's uh, cool whatever it is it is cool I think it's cool that the spirit account has been tweeting out the dogs that are owned by the players that's been a lot of fun yes uh to watch as well um the Woso community uh, a very strong dog community uh who would have thought um it's uh it's pretty cool I'm really excited to see uh, Foster, who's a uh, Tory's dog. I hope that uh, I hope I don't know if the other players are getting an, an opportunity, but if so, I'm uh, excited to see him. Definitely excited to see Rio. Uh, Rio just looks he just he's so cute, and he just looks <laughs> like he's just will, ready to take on the world. And always, um, I think that's it for Washington Spirit. They play they play uh, Chicago. I'm really excited. Uh, I hope that the game goes well so that way uh, Christian Press is willing to talk to us at the end of the game uh, because I still haven't gotten my opportunity to uh, to, to see her in a post game. Um, our shirts are coming. I, I just reordered uh, shirts uh, of all sizes for all three designs. And, Jordan, I got my guy working on an Estelle Johnson shirt. Yes. It's yes. happening, people. Yes. It is happening. Um, my, my buddy sent me back a, uh, a long line, uh, a, or a long email, uh, with his thoughts, um, on working in, um, uh, her image, working in slide tackle, working in a number of things. My designer having a great time designing something for, uh, Estelle Johnson. Probably going to be pre, oh. I ordered a sweatshirt for the LeBay shirt or for the LeBay design, oh, nice. um, and so when I get that, I will tweet it out uh, and to see uh, if it gets a good enough response. We may we may try to stock that for people uh, going into the uh, uh, into the winter. I think it's of the three designs. I thought it was the it would look cool, the one that would look coolest as a hoodie. So I'm, I'm going to see how that looks. Um, that's all I got. I think any saved rounds. No, I think we well North Carol the North Carolina midweek game next week, a week from today. Oh yeah, that's another midweek game. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, all right. Well, let's. Um, I don't know what my internet situation is going to be between now and then because I am moving into a new home. So uh, let's let's just do a quick Chicago and North Carolina preview. Uh, Chicago going to be a good game. Uh, I don't know. I keep on. I don't care what the record is. I don't care what the perception is. I still think this is a team that can compete. Um, they almost beat Chicago in Chicago uh, when they were, I would say, at one of their uh, more questionable parts of their uh, season. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that they, they pull a draw draw off here. I think a one one. Yeah. Um, you know, Chicago's struggling uh, lately. They've dropped points in, in a lot of games recently. So I think this is definitely a good game for the Spirit. Um, yeah, 1-1 draw seems like uh, like the go-to. Could be getting Franny back. Looks like we'll yeah. be getting Kelsey back this week. So just some good vibes all around. So, yeah, 1-1 sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, and then just a few days later, hosting North Carolina. I don't know what game North Carolina will be coming off of, but... Um, Either way, yes. both teams are going to be. Uh, I, I, they play Saturday, right? So the, both teams on the same amount of uh, same amount of rest. Um, you know that favors the Spirit playing at home, of course. Uh, I'm going to say they they rock out a draw on that one though with more goals. I'm going to go two two uh, facing North Carolina. So, 
that North Carolina actually is playing Sunday in Houston. Oh wow! Okay. So, don't know if that changes anything for you, but I uh, I think that that'll definitely favor the spirit. Um, I'm gonna go two to one on this. The spirit. I think that okay. uh, they've lost the past two to North Carolina, and they're gonna finish out the the season series strong here. Yeah, all right, very cool. I like it. Look, and I'm going to continue saying that I think Havana Salon is going to score in every game <laughs> moving from here on out. Uh, I think that she is a fantastic player. I think that we uh, haven't even seen the, the the even close to the most the potential that she can provide. Um, and every game that she plays, I keep on. You, you see her creating opportunities. Uh, and then, of course, the rest of the goal scorers up front are uh, always potent as well. But um, look, we just we just need we just need someone to finish, right? The opportunities yeah. are there. The goal scorers are there. Someone just needs to finish. Uh, end of the season recap, Jordan. You and I plan on doing a Google Hangout, yes. uh, where fans can and the audience can check uh, can watch and listen and contribute questions, etc. I'm going to see if I can't talk a, a player into joining us. Um, cool. Yeah, I might. Uh, Tori Huster has her uh, um, Tori Huster has her fundraiser coming up for Young and the Brave next month. I might maybe work out a deal with her, and I'll make a donation if she comes and hangs out with us for like a half hour or something on the Google Hangout. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can work something out like that. I'm saying that on here so that way if she hears it, she, <laughs> she feels more compelled to do it. Uh, very well. Jordan, it was always a pl- it's it's always a pleasure and I'm sure you and I will do this again following the North Carolina game. Yeah, sounds good.